0: No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM Cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put Smart to work. Visit IBM.com slash flexible.
1: Pardon the interruption, but I'm Joel Embiid. The producers wanted me to dress up as the Flyer's mascot. I said no, because I have dignity.
0: Ooh, ooh. What is that? What I'm uh, I'm gritty. What is that? I'm the hockey mask guy. What? Why don't you do me a favor? What? Get off Snap Face, no. Insta Chat. No, Coach Bill. Welcome to the P.T.I. Halloween Special, boys and girls. <laughs> and what is so special about it? It's the same old junk, but it's in costume. Hey! And we begin today with the escalating toxicity that is Jimmy Butler. The malcontent of the Minnesota Timberwolves will sit out tonight's game against Utah. There are conflicting reports about Butler not playing. One in The Athletic says Butler is doing this deliberately to force a trade. Another by ESPN says this was part of a planned rest for Butler, sanctioned by the team. Well, but the situation there seems as volatile as ever. What should the Timberwolves do?
1: By the way, you ripped Jimmy Butler. Why don't you rip Andre Drummond? Why don't you rip somebody in the NBA that's not nearly my stature? Why don't you do that? Ripping Jimmy Butler. Now, this is as me. Jimmy Butler is not going to boycott games. And that rumor has been out there. That report has been out there. I don't believe that. I mean, I know you say it's toxic. It Either is trade toxic. him or bring him in the office and say, we're not trading. you. We're going to keep you here. I'm going to give you a stat that speaks to why I think Jimmy Butler is much more valuable than you think. I think he's valuable. Jimmy Butler Not has there. played 30 games in his career against LeBron James. What do you think his record in 30 games, regular season, against LeBron James is?
0: He's probably lost in 30. Lost 17 and 113.
1: He's 16 and 14. Oh, he's got a win against record. LeBron. No one has that. No. Okay, so some of this stuff is just drama. And I'm, I'm tired of it, but I don't know what it means. Jimmy Butler says his body's tired. I believe that he didn't have camp. He's been he's only missed Why one Why didn't game. he have camp? He, well, he didn't have camp because he was in a beef. He boycotted camp. Well, no. He said he wanted to be traded, and they should looked. have told him, report and play. There are people that you love,
0: and Jimmy, Jimmy Butler was one, one of them. That's right. Ty Montgomery was one of those. No, yeah, that. yeah. J.R. Smith I'm is Montgomery. one of those. Well, I like J. all of these people do like that do stupid things, you defend him. You are the public defender like of all of these people. You got to move Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is doing whatever Jimmy Butler is doing. It is for Jimmy Butler because he said, "I want to get out of here." I get that. So even though he will play and he will play hard, that circumstance there. We're just waiting for it
1: to become untenable. You the wouldn't want to have a player on your team who may be the only one in the league in the last 15 years who has a better than 500 record against LeBron James. Mike, and He has something to do Mike? with that.
0: I wouldn't want to have a fellow on my team who didn't want Mm. to be on my team. Mm, The guys ask for trades all the time. The Houston Rockets had the best record in the entire NBA last year. You love them, too. Mm. Even better than Golden State. You said they'd win. Then they added Carmelo Anthony. Your boy. And now, after losing to Portland by 19 (laughs) last night, the Rockets are 1-5 in DFL in the Western Conference. They've lost four home games by an average of 17 points, and that's not all they've lost. Their coach, Mike D'Antoni, says they've lost their swagger. Well, Vaughn, do you see that as the main issue here? No, I don't. By the way, who are you?
1: Bobby Clark. (laughs) Bobby Clark. Okay, good. I never saw Bobby with that kind of punch. Eric Lindros. That kind of punch. Look, the Houston Rockets, one reason I thought they would take a little slide, Tony, is that defensively, you know, when you lose your defensive coordinator and you lose two of your, I don't know, three best defensive players, and I'm talking about Ariza and Bamute, you, I don't think, and Jeff Bezdelic, who we both know, who is, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a, a coordinator of defense. All right, stop that mascot. That is what they've lost. I don't care about their swagger. You get your yeah. swagger from stopping people very often, and the Rockets don't have that anymore. The personnel's not there. Okay. Here's what the
0: Rockets are, and it, it's so tempting for me. To blame this all on Carmelo Anthony. I'm not gonna well, do Don't do that. No, no, I'm not gonna I will point out he was two for twelve last Stop. night. That's, that's not a well, that's not a cheap shot. He was two for twelve last night. The Rockets are constructed. They're, they're not they're gonna do fine. They're better than this. They're not they gonna be like Oklahoma City last year because Chris Paul is not the egomaniac that Russell Westbrook is. And he'll try to make other people better. I think you rate him a lot more highly than I do, but he's a fine player. They are constructed now deliberately to look like Golden State.
1: What, you but they're not Golden, they're, they're not Golden State. And I don't think they're constructed. Daryl, They got Murray all these knows, wing players to shoot. Daryl Morey knows what he's doing. You have to have shooters. But I'm just saying to the, look the, like the calculation State. that led to that, if it influenced him to let those three pieces go, coach, best delic, ace, <laughs> defensive aces, Bamute and Ariza, Tony, I don't know if they can fully recover, I'm going from that. to
0: give you one statistic that is important. What? Last year they were 25 and five.
1: They yeah, didn't lose they five, five until December. Now they're one and five. Yeah. Is that good? That's why you don't is have that swagger. Good? No, that's not good. Five. Nobody has swagger like that. The Rockets are keeping company, Tony, with teams like the Wizards. Oy. And I'm ashamed to say I picked the Wizards to finish in the top five in the East. Good job on Which is going to be kind of difficult since they're one and six second to last in differential, and haven't gotten a single minute of production from their big offseason acquisition, your boy, yeah, my boy. Dwight Howard. Yeah, my boy. Tony, does this feel like a temporary malaise or something broken here?
0: Okay, so it's a little bit too early to say something is broken because they started out. It's a very difficult schedule when you go on a five-game, eight-day right West Coast trip right away. Right. And they haven't had Howard yet. Howard is the guy they have in the middle, Mahimi, doesn't score. So how they're going to be better immediately with Howard, who is going to play he the next game. get 12, 13 rebounds So Howard, for a month or two, will be good until everybody in the locker room hates him. <laughs> now, the significant problem with the Wizards I'd love to is the construction of the Wizards. They are a guard-oriented team with Wall and Beal. They got fours. They got Keefe. They are a guard-oriented uh-huh. team with Wall and Beal. And Wall and Beal, every night, complain about other players who complain that they don't get shots. And you know why they don't get shots? Tell us why. Well, Because Wall and Beal get
1: all the shots. It's That's It's okay why. for Wall and Beal to get most of the shots. I do want to see Porter better I don't think they like even Porter. Even when it seems to be some resentment of Porter. I don't Porter. think they like Porter. Porter's a guy who's been in the top, on the top three-point shooters in terms of percentage for like the last them. two years. Well, don't like them. Don't so what are they, they going like to do? Them. They're not a franchise to eat millions of dollars. They have They're a not a franchise to do that. Like, That's not how they operate. They don't play any defense
0: at all. Uh, Wall and Beale complain about all the other players. They have a coach who says oh, after Mike, they lose, Brooks, every can't. single time they lose, he says this is unacceptable. But it isn't because he plays the same five guys the next time. What do they do? The same rotation here, the next time. What do they,
1: even though you're wearing that Philly
0: junk, what do they do? I think, Mike, I think you would agree with this. If they want to try to get to the top, they're going to have to trade one of those guys. It's not working. And you know this is true. Tell them, tell them it's true. The first college football playoff rankings were announced last night. No surprise at the top, Alabama. No surprise next, Clemson. Mild surprise next, maybe. One loss LSU ahead of unbeaten Notre Dame. Then numbers 5 through 10 are all one loss power conference teams. Unbeaten Central Florida, number 12. Wilbon, did the committee get it right? I feel like if
1: Alabama had me, Joel Bean. They would be unbeatable. No, be they would
0: end? They would be taller. Huh? They would simply be taller. And they would be on social media <laughs> so much
1: that they'd be shut down. I don't like LSU. Simmons went there. I, I, I don't like LSU. Um, the committee, it doesn't matter whether they got it right because it's the first week because we gave it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They, they got the part wrong when they put LSU ahead of Notre Dame. Notre Dame is undefeated with a terrific win over Michigan. I realize LSU has a terrific win against Georgia. But LSU also has something Notre Dame doesn't have, which is a loss. It doesn't That's matter. The, the, Notre Dame controls its own situation. But Notre Dame should be three. LSU should be four. And then after that, the others don't I'm going to tell you why I think they did that,
0: put LSU three why? with one loss. Because I looked at it the same way you did. Because Notre Dame, by the way, if they're undefeated, they're in. They're in the of playoffs. Of course. Okay. If they have one loss, they're going to get in. They put LSU 3 so that if LSU, if Alabama loses to LSU. They don't have to drop Alabama that that's far. That's right. They don't have to drop them that far because they want an to protect. What agenda is that? They want it's an agenda. It's an they agenda. Want to, Stop having an agenda. They want to protect Alabama. Then the whole thing is fraud. By the way, fraud. Michigan and Georgia are ranked where they should be because they have good losses.
1: They do. Michigan to they're Notre ranked Dame fine.
0: Georgia to LSU. Suppose. Ohio State's laying in the weeds at 10. Suppose. Yeah.
1: Notre Dame loses.
0: Saturday.
1: To In Northwestern. Northwestern? I can't even where imagine. where they go?
0: You know. Uh, where do I, they go? Well, I, I, I can't imagine they're going to do that By because Northwestern's not that, is that good.
1: I told you, Eric Lindros. Oh. Okay. Who are you? Right. Joel Embiid. Mm. Mouthy. Let's look back a couple of days at the Mets announcing Brody Van Wagenen, Wagenen as their new GM. Easy for you to say. It is. Before taking the job, he had to resign as Jacob DeGrom's agent. But he still knows what he knows about DeGrom, right? And DeGrom knows he knows. So how is that relationship going to work? You think DeGrom should trust this
0: guy? I think he has to trust him. Why? I think because they've been together in a contractual relationship before, and this guy has worked hard for DeGrom. You have an agent. Do you trust your agent?
1: If he went to work... For the network and negotiating him, against me the out, next week. I might out.
0: gotta see how it goes. Yeah. So I trust huh? I have a lawyer and I trust my lawyer. And if they name my lawyer, the head of ESPN Sorry, Jake, tomorrow, I will still trust my lawyer. This is a wonderful story, fraught with nuance. <sighs> wait a minute. I love it, but I think Van I don't think the Mets hired wait, Van
1: Wagen and wait just to shut down his own clients. I feel like we need a twenty. Take twenty? Go. go. Okay. So the Denver Broncos just traded a perhaps a guy's gonna get homed votes. Demarius Thomas to Houston. Right. They play Texans against That's Denver right. this week. That's right. You think that the Denver team, the guys in that locker room, still trust Demarius no, Thomas? he's on, he's on another team. He's going to drop passes to help team. them win? He's on another what, what team. What are you talking about? You're because just arguing against what you just said. I think
0: Van Wagenen is still on the DeGrom team. Again, I don't think that DeGrom and the other Van Wagenen clients will be unfairly suppressed. He's going to win the Cy Young. He's due to get some money. They may suppress other people, not but side not side. that, because you the, the pain. W- oh, look, Scott Boris is out there ready to collect clients. Scott Boris is already taking shots. That's right. Because he, he wants like, to he wouldn't
1: do this. He says it's a great conflict of interest. By the way, it's a massive conflict of interest. You know, it's Scott is. Boris. Always you know, be closing, if David baby. Falk always done be close. Tony Kornheiser said I killed him. Uh, yeah. Let's take a break, but coming up... I have killed a minute.
0: Is Lincoln Riley ready to make the leap from coaching Oklahoma to coaching in the NFL? Look
1: at me. I look stupid. I look like the Burger King. We're going to ask Steve Young. No, you don't. We're I do. I think I look like how the Burger Matthew King. Matthew Stafford should feel about the Lions trading away his best receiver. Did you grow that hair, or is, yeah. that, or is
0: that a weird? Ever been knocked down? You know, suffered a setback, fired, left out? It happens. It happened to Mike Bloomberg, middle-class kid, worked his way through college, got a job, started a family, boom, fired at 39. What did Mike do? What a lot of us do. He got back up, dove back in. He had an idea, design a new computer, able to crunch data and process information in a unique way. He built it, he sold it, he built more, he sold more. He built a team, he built a company, created 20,000 jobs. Bloomberg is a doer. This is Michael Douglas. I've played a president in movies. This is real world. This is our world. Mike Bloomberg has what it takes to win. Unite the country, find some common ground between Democrats and Republicans, and then lead the way
1: a leader should. Mike will get it done. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020.
0: To dig into NFL issues with one of the grittiest players I've ever seen, Hall of Fame quarterback and a fellow private equity fund founder, Steve Young. I got to (laughs) take off these dopey glasses in order to read and put on regular glasses. Let's go. The Browns fired Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley. And now there's some speculation into what once was unthinkable hiring a college coach with absolutely no NFL experience. Do you think a coach like Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma? would have a hard time
2: transitioning into the NFL? Well, I would say impossible before, but the college game and the pro game, pro game is falling back to college. We've talked about it many times before, Tony. If you think about it, three, you know, three, when Chip Kelly was at Oregon, remember the time when the all 11 guys would look to the sidelines, he'd hold up a, uh, you know, a, a cardboard thing, and it would be a Lincoln and a chicken and a planet Earth, <laughs> and they'd point to one of them, and that was the play. <laughs> The NFL is getting closer. And so, yes, I think that the college game relates more, the RPOs, the the way that they're playing it, the slip screen, all the screen games. So it is more college-like. So, yes, but you got to understand, pro... Football players making a living, and, 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 the, and, the, and the alumni and all this stuff in college, they are still dramatically set apart from you walking into a pro uh, locker room and being able to dominate and say, hey, look, I'll, uh, I can take over here. So you got to be super careful about college straight to pros.
1: Steve, what advice would you give Baker Mayfield with all this newness in terms of what he could push for? I mean, he's got to sort of be an early junior partner in this. I mean, but
2: politically and practically, what can he lobby for for himself? Uh, You got to be careful. Uh, You do not want to be perceived in the public that you're out there trying to manipulate things. Uh, I think even LeBron's run into a jam that way. You do not want to be that person that thinks that you can pull all those strings. Underneath that, though, I think as a young player, you can and should, and I probably learned this lesson too late, to be able to have more influence on who's doing the job and what it means. And you got to be careful with your teammates. The thing with football is so many guys, you can get into trouble. But I think that Baker Mayfield should be able to you know, let people know what works for him and what doesn't work. But you got to do it very carefully because you don't want to be the, the mass manipulator as a young player because you're going to throw a lot of interceptions, you're going to lose some games, you're going to be under the gun, the job's too hard, you do not want to add that to the rigor. Let's go to Matt Patricia, who's coached about six games already in his
0: career as a head coach. He told the Lions that management trading Golden Tate showed how strongly it believed in the players in the locker room. Uh, sort of sounds like a stretch to me. But if you're Matthew Stafford, how are you feeling about the team trading away your leading receiver while you're
2: actually still in contention? Uh, the Lions. Uh, I, you know, you don't know the dynamics in the locker room. You don't know... who was you know there's creative tension i always talk about a long time and that tension's positive it's productive and there's toxic tension and that's unproductive and you need to excise it and so maybe there's something there that we don't know about that we can't understand but on its face it doesn't make any sense at all and as a player one thing about pro football players they are like at the cutting edge of everything that the coach says and they have a Truth meter, a BS meter, right? And every second they're making judgments and they'll tell each other there is no no one's fooled when the coach comes in and says something that doesn't make sense, trust me. This is a good follow-up then.
1: The Packers trade at Tom Montgomery, which leads me to ask you in your time as quarterback, particularly in your say Super Bowl year, Steve, did you ever walk in and say, We this guy, seriously, he's gotta go. Did you ever do that? Did you ever feel
2: the need to? come close? I, 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 you know, when Aaron asks me for advice every once in a while, I say, Aaron, the biggest mistake I made was later in my career that I didn't you know, use more influence to try to get offensive linemen drafted. To you know, I didn't want to overstep my bounds. I mean, I remember Tim McDonald and I, went, when uh, Eddie DeBartolo traded the team, and it was like this time when the Carmen policy had gone away, Tim McDonald used to go up to the GM's office. We'd have lunch there, put our feet on the desk and go, okay, what should we do? Because you dream <laughs> about that, and you think it can actually be kind of productive. You can, guys can get in that place. Aaron Rodgers is ready to do that, and that's what I told him. You don't want to be perceived as the guy that's going to make this happen, but make sure that you know your voice is heard. And you know, yes, I think he's powerful enough to make something happen, and I think he should at some level be careful, but also make sure that you get taken care of the things that you know that need to happen on the field. Even coaches at the sun 2 feet away from the field don't know exactly what you need to be successful. And I think that let them know what you need is really important.
0: I would get you out of here on this. We've talked about everybody else, now we're going to talk about you. Yesterday was the 30th anniversary <laughs> of your great game-winning 49-yard touchdown run against the Vikings, which is incredible to watch.
2: I know you can see it in your mind's eye. How did it feel doing that? Well, you got to put it in context. Remember, Bill Walsh had kind of pitted Joe my, and, uh, against me uh, against each other and kind of said, well, who's going to start? And everything. And here I am. I mean, he's already won two Super Bowls and Ronnie Lott and, and Roger Craig and everybody, and, like, who's this guy? Who's this kid? And I get a chance to play. I'm desperate. I'm like, i got to make it happen. And I sucked most of the game. And I was like, if you go back and watch that game, I'm like, oh. And I'm dying. I'm like, literally, and this is a playoff run. We have to beat the Vikings. If we don't beat them, if we drop below. I can't remember exactly how it was, but it was a key win. And so as I'm running, I'm like – I. I'm desperate, like, like in a desperation you can't understand. And so, by the, by the time I hit the end zone, and I collapse. I'm, I'm like, it's just like the greatest thing that ever happened. Like, how did that happen? Believe me, there was no plan other than pure, absolute, unadulterated desperation to try to keep a job and have a chance to maybe stay on the field. One of the great runs ever, uh, of, of all time. time.
0: Thank you, Stephen. I Thank applaud you with my furry lion-like hands, which <laughs> you can't You guys look
2: great, seriously. You're going to be itchy, itchy, itchy in about five I know. minutes.
0: Let's take one last break, but still to come, Larry Drew wants more money for coaching the Cavs. Wouldn't you? What are the chances he gets it? Zero. And on the heels of the blowout of the Bulls, how many points will the Warriors put up Tonight, so it's sort of, I, I think I should apologize. We should apologize to Steve because of the way we look and
1: and we're asking these questions. I don't apologize to you. I, I don't feel like I apologize to. you Oh, that's right. You don't have to. I, yeah, you know, Rihanna should apologize to me. I feel like yeah. she should apologize to me yeah. You know. You know what I'm saying? I
0: do. Joel Embiid, very mouthy. Happy time, people! Happy 67th birthday, Nick Saban. It is very hard to believe a single word that Nick Saban says. I know this because I've been lied to personally by Nick Saban, though not wearing this outfit. But for the sake of argument, does anyone believe Saban when he said today that he did not know that Alabama was ranked number one in the first playoff bowl? No. came out last night? No. Of course that's
1: not true. No. Great coach. Great coach. Not believable. Happy birthday. I feel like you feel like about Nick Saban like I do Hassan Whiteside. You hate him? Yeah.
0: And if you were wearing the Celtics instead of the... Billy, you'd be in trouble. Happy in anniversary, trouble. Manu Ginobili. On this day nine years ago, you swatted down a bat that had flown into the <laughs> arena and delayed the game. Because of that incident, pest control company Terminix offered Ginobili a bat removal job right after he declared his retirement in August. In addition, the Spurs just announced they will be retiring his number 20 jersey in March. A bat anniversary on Halloween. How great
1: is that? I was hoping Ginobili would come back and play some games this year because they could use him with all the injuries they've got. And by the way, didn't he have to get, like, some sort of tetanus shots for that? Could I would you get assume rabies so. from that? I don't know
0: about rabies. Tetanus, maybe. Happy trails, Mike Condon. After giving up two first-period goals and then giving up this ridiculous Whoa. shorthanded goal Whoa. that my dog could have stopped, the Ottawa goalie was pulled against the Coyotes. Mike Condon has played in only two games this year. He gave up five goals in the first one. And as you saw, got yanked after three in this Bumpy ice. He is the Ryan Madsen or the Nathan Peterman of hockey goalies, and today he was cut. Have a nice day. I feel like i could outskate you i'm sure you could just you know just you tell you can me. definitely outskate in space and you that need. would be hysterical to watch big finish let's go let's do larry it. too wants more money for being
1: the acting coach of the Cavs. is he going to get it he should get it or just walk why do you need to coach the Cavs? like that can help your career at this point david price is not opting out of the final four years of 127 million dollars of his contract with the red Sox. why would he of course
0: not he's getting 32 million dollars yeah. a year it's and now out. they actually like him so opting of course of not that. Bears star guard Kyle Long is out six to eight weeks with a bad foot. Is that a big blow to your Bears? He's the best lineman.
1: sister. to the Thayer, Van Horn, Hilgenberg, Bortz guys back in the Ditka days. This is, this is a big blow. He's a great player. The Bills side, Matt Barkley. Sixteen for him. He hasn't since 2016. Your thoughts?
0: What do you want him to do? Derek Anderson has a concussion. They need a backup for the Peter Man. Last one, Pelicans and Warriors tonight predict the final score. 144-131. That's a lot Anthony of Anthony Davis
1: is playing, so Dave, you want that to watch. A lot of We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. And underneath this, I'm Tony Kornhug. I'm Joel Embiid. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI Podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. I am going to tear down a rim. In-